Welcome to Beyond the Shire. My name is Jack Wolf. For today's adventure, we continue on developing our understanding on communication and discerning what's going on in the world between these two Edens that you and I are living in. Today, I want to dip my toe in just a little bit on the topic of discernment. So since you and I are living between the two Edens, depending on someone's view of these things, it will affect what and how they discern. So discernment is simple. It's it's the ability to judge well. Other words might be insights or perceptions or wisdom. All these words mean something to everybody, but the deeper question is on these ideas is who or what informs our insights, our perceptions, our wisdom, who or what informs how we discern a situation, any situation, in fact, all situations. Now, as you would imagine, I believe in God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, that he's not just the giver of life, but it is someone that I love, I need, I desire to be in relationship with. I'm in relationship with God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He speaks to me. He lives inside of me. And I believe he gave us not just his life, but he's given us what he believes are the best stories to learn from and navigate the life that we live right now between the two Edens. In fact, most of the Bible is all about how to live life, how to navigate this life, how to make choices in this life, how to make an impact in this world between the two Edens. We only get a very, very small glimpse of what it's like in eternity and what it's like when we pass from this life. I would encourage you to maybe to dig into the book of Revelations and read a little bit about that. Like, what, what's the future really hold? But right now, what's going on in our lifetime? How do we engage in this life? How do we discern? How do we understand? Now, for me, I believe all the stories of the Bible. Yes, I do. I believe in all of them. He's given us all these great books with great examples and life lessons that he's held on to, that he's held for us to go, okay, read these over and over again. Look into them. It's going to help you navigate life. While I believe in eternal life, I believe in eternity. And those are are great, exciting topics. But let me stay kind of back where we are right now, because here we are between the two Edens. So no matter what your beliefs are in regards to who God is, or whether you don't believe in God at all, your fundamental beliefs, whatever you believe, whatever you, however you inform yourself, are going to guide your discernment going to guide your insights into the world that we live in, going to guide how you perceive things, going to guide and give you wisdom in how you view life. Now, here's a simple analogy on how discernment works. Let's say you're on a tall building or a tall ladder or in a tall tree. The higher you go up on any structure, the more discerning, the more wise you are about the how high you're going and the idea that I don't want to fall to the ground. You see, it's a bit intuitive. You see, you have this kind of understanding inside of you that the law of gravity, you learned it very early when you were learning to walk. Watch any young child. They kind of do this crawling thing and they got it down. You know, they, they, they don't really understand gravity fully. Uh, they, they're, 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 they're being drawn into the earth by the gravitational pull. They're not floating around the room, right? But man, they go from crawling and they kind of, kind of stand up, but they still got that stability. But when they go to that little walking thing, all of a sudden, when they feel unstable intuitively, they discern that I'm about to fall down and hit the ground. 
And sometimes they sit right back down because they're a little scared. See, this law of gravity is easy to understand. What goes up is going to come down. Unless, unless there's a power that's greater than gravity. You know, this is true for our lives, and I'll jump back into this in a second. But, you know, there are laws that are greater than what we know of gravity. There are laws of the Spirit, the laws of God's Word that, are, that can overpower, you know, other laws that are in play that are negative and contrary to what God set into motion. Now, we see that uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, they've made their own kind of personal rockets that defy gravity. And if you have enough money, they'd be glad to take you for a ride. Sounds kind of fun. It'd be definitely entertaining. And some of the, I've seen some of the footage of people that have done it. Looks pretty cool. But see, people talk about having a fear of heights. And I'm sure that's true. But in fact, maybe more people have a fear of falling that concerns them. And I respect anyone that has a fear of heights. I didn't really develop that. I grew up in a construction worker's home and I was climbing up scaffolds and I had a respect for it, but I was used to being up. But people develop both healthy and unhealthy views of laws. We see it sadly what happens when people defy those laws or they push the limits on those laws only to pay a price. When we discern correctly with these laws, life is easier. When we decide to go against these laws, life gets harder. So this is where discernment comes in, understanding the laws, understanding the principles of the world that we live in. And I'm going to say understanding the laws and the principles that God has put in place, both natural laws and spiritual laws. If we go with those spiritual laws and with those natural laws, life gets easier. If we go against those natural laws and against those spiritual laws, life gets harder. Titus 2 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Here's what it says. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled, upright, and godly life in this present age. So when we're talking about discernment, we're talking about insight, perception, what do we say no to? What informs us on those decisions to say yes or to say no to something? What, what tells us what we do? Listen to this scripture right here. Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you'll able to be test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Well, apparently, the world has patterns. Well, what are they? What informs those patterns? Have you noticed any patterns being developed that are good? And have you noticed any patterns that are being developed that are not good? And why are those patterns developing? What's informing those patterns to be developed? I don't know about you, but I've been shocked. You have to be shocked, depending on where you stand, at the growing disregard for any laws at all in in the land that we live. Forget around the world. I mean, it's true there as well. But here in the country where we have, quote, unquote, freedom, when you watch on national television in broad daylight, people going into stores, grabbing grocery carts or a cart itself with that particular store and filling those carts with whatever they want because they feel like they deserve it and not being hindered in any way in broad daylight, not being stopped in any way and going out to the car and loading it in, 
Well, this is very concerning, isn't it? It's a pattern, frankly, that's been developing for some time. And we're seeing these patterns gain momentum. But you see, the Lord tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I have not ever had the desire to go in and to get a car and fill it up with stuff at Kroger's and say, you know what, I'm taking this because I deserve it. Well, one, I believe the laws of the land tell me not to, but even a greater law tells me, no, I didn't earn that, and, and God's not going to have me go steal something that I did not earn. It's, it's, not, it's not His ways. So how, how, do we, how do we navigate this? We have to have our minds renewed. This is what it says, having our minds renewed so that I can discern correctly. I became a Christian in 1974. I asked the nature of God to come into my life. I wanted to be born again. I wanted his new nature. I wanted who designed the world that we live in. I wanted him to rule and reign my life. I felt like he's probably going to do a better job than I could by myself. And he has my best interest in mind. It's kind of like having a light turned on, right? That's never going to go out, never going to be taken away because it's his nature living in me. The way he designed from the original story in the Bible with Adam and Eve. But check this out. Just because we're born again, just because we've asked Jesus to come into our life, just because we prayed a prayer at the altar does not necessarily develop our senses or our discernment. If you will, let's go back to the baby that's just learning to talk. Do we, do we stop with the baby who's learning to talk now and go, well, that's good enough? Do we stop developing that child? Do we stop sowing into that child? Do we stop teaching that child everything there is to know about life? As parents, we continue to introduce things, ideas and thoughts and concepts, skills and abilities, and little by little, you know, their little mind gets renewed. They get more and more knowledge and more and more understanding. They add bit by bit by bit until they're at an age to move out and live on their own. We help that child be able to discern simple things in life, like when I needed to go to the bathroom so they discern where to go and what to do about that. We, 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 watch, we help them discern how to use a knife and a fork so they gain ability to be able to feed themselves. So that you Listen, if you took a child and you never let it use the knife and fork and you fed it, that, that child would be not informed to the fullest. It was really designed. I mean, this is common sense. Every parent hopes that when the day comes that, you will, that you've done everything you could to help them discern life understand the skills and insight, what informs them, how they shake hands with people, just the very simple things of life. You taught them to help them be a, a fruitful person in life, to live a productive life. And no judgment here, but this is common sense. You also see the evidence of that and the opposite of families that grew up with a different set of laws. Might I suggest that those that are feel like it's the right to go into a grocery store and just take things out because they deserve it, they, they grew up with a different set of laws. But, you know, we who, you know, there, there is right, there's wrong, there's, there's truth, there's evil. You know, and you as a parent, hopefully you're going to invest in a way that you hope their minds will be renewed and they'll continue to grow once they move out. This is the natural thing, not just in physical life, but also in spiritual life. I'm afraid that 
Too many Christians who have been, you know, born again, you know, that have given their lives to Christ, you know, that they've somehow tapped into this this idea and this message that uh, all they need to do is pray a prayer and, and then they'll be good to go and they can kind of get on with their lives now and do what they want to do. Listen, unfortunately, we don't understand there's a battle that we're all engaged in. We're called. We have been chosen. We've been filled to be able to to help make a difference and an impact to rescue those people that are under the wrong laws that are going to destroy their life. We've got to go to we've got to go to fight for them. We've got to battle for them. We've got to lead them to the truth. Because there's only two choices. What laws are going to govern us? What spirit really guides us? And how are we going to move through life? Yes, God, like a parent, has expectations of us being fully engaged in spiritual battle, fully engaged in what's going on in the world, fully engaged that we bear fruit and make an impact in those around us. It's no different than a parent who wants their child to be productive and make an impact in the world. No parent wants to provide everything the child needs for the rest of their lives without them contributing, what, nothing at all? So how do we get back to this discern insights and perception and wisdom? The answer to that question is understanding, again, this this discernment. Listen carefully to these verses here. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in that realm. You're in the realm of the Spirit, and the Spirit of God lives in you. And it goes on and on. Read Romans chapter 8. It's absolutely amazing. He's given us the foundation for discernment and understanding what governs, what governs our mind, what thoughts, what feelings, what informs us with our insights, our perceptions, our discernment, how do we apply those things? And that little word there, governed by, you know, what governs, you know, like a governor on a motor, like what what helps this car navigate, you know, through life? What governs it, where it goes, the speed it travels, the places that it goes? You know, what is your mind set on? What are other people's minds set on? What determines the narrative of your own life? And what determines the narrative of those lives around us? Now, we do not need to take an approach that we just go want to straighten people out, but we recognize that people are off the path because we can discern it. We can see it by the fruit. The Bible says, by the fruit you shall know them. Look at the fruit in your own life, and it will tell you what governs your life. And let me kind of close out with this and as just a, a thought. And this is challenging. I know it's challenging. I get it. But in the book of Hebrews, it, it warns us. It tells us. And there's warnings in the Bible, like a good dad, like, be careful about this. He says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary of truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. 
Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil. What this is saying is very simple. You know, that, that you're talking about an adult who's not grown up. That's not matured, that's not spent the time to, to develop and understand the stories and the insights, the understanding to make an impact in the world. He's saying, by, you, you need to go back to the baby stuff again because you've not continued to develop. You giving your life to the Lord is not just about you going to heaven. You giving your life to the Lord is about you having discernment and how to make an impact in the world that we live in. And you can do it. You have the power of God living inside of you. You have the truth of the word that he's given you that you can read over and over and over and again to help you navigate. You have what it takes to be able to help people be snatched out of the out of the powers of darkness and into the light where God really, really wants them. Don't just shake your head at what's going on. Don't just hide in the house and go, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But I'm encouraging you to stand up, step out, lift your voice. Yes, learn how to speak and when to speak, but by all means speak. By all means, have discernment about what's going on. As you watch the news, as you look at things, allow it to inform you, but get into the Word and go, God, what's going on here and how do I help make a difference in this that people will not be destroyed? Not just looking for the Lord's return, but looking for the impact that we can make until He comes back. Listen, we need you. God needs you. He loves you. He cares about you, and I pray that you will ask yourself the question, what is determined in the narrative of my life, and how it will inform me for the future? Listen, uh, we're just digging into this. I'm trying to inspire you, encourage you on this day. I've gone a wee bit longer today, but I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.